Hello, and welcome to TNT, the Technology and Things Podcast. Your host, Paul Ferraro, is a former IT exec and currently a technology advisor. Jeff Kruger, a fellow technology enthusiast, is the co-host. They both spent many years working for a Fortune 500 company and are both passionate about leadership, technology, and the community. So welcome to another edition of TNT, the Technology and Things podcast. Uh, Today we have on our show, we have Daniel Burns and Jacob Byerline, and they are with a company called Adium Tech. Yes. Did I say it correctly? And so super excited to have these two gentlemen on because I've, I think I've known them since, well, since they were probably, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Six years old? I don't know. Something Seven about that, years yeah. old? Somewhere? Elementary school. Yeah. Elementary school. Right. They grew up with my son, James. So I wasn't hanging out at the elementary school. <laughs> uh, just to make sure we put that in the record. But it's pretty cool because I, I saw you guys started up a company a year or so ago. Two years ago? Yes. Yeah, a couple years ago. It's about two years now. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun to kind of hear your story on that and we could and, and kind of riff on a whole bunch of other topics that I think are... Are timely as well. Obviously, we, you guys must have met in elementary school. About that time, yeah. So I think we were more acquaintances in um, Cub Scouts, and then it was around middle school where we actually um, got to know each other a little bit more and became friends. And then we kind of got disconnected in high school because we both went to different um, high schools. He went to Grossmont, and I went to West Hills. And then we kind of reconnected right after we uh, or around the time we graduated, and then, because um, I had already had a, a business of my own, it was actually called uh, D. Burns Tech, which was my nickname I was given in high school by a couple of teachers and, and friends, nice. and, and just stuck, and um, let's see, we we basically, you know, we love technology, and um, you know, together we're like, oh, let's just continue working on what I started, which had about, I don't know, 50 clients at the time. And now, you know, we joined together about two years ago and actually got a business license and started a company called Adium Tech. And um, now we have around over 200 clients. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> been, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen some of the work that you guys do and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to, to hiring you for a job <laughs> here. I've got a few, few ideas we'll talk to you about afterwards. All right. What, what kind of stuff do you guys do? Uh, I mean, you know, tech is a broad field, so let's right. narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> so we um, install consumer and small business electronics. So uh, we do a lot of networking. Um, and whole home internet, we install routers, switches, modems. Um, we also hook up and fix computers. We fix phones, surround sound systems, pretty much any in-home or in-business technologies. Uh, we help troubleshoot and set up and fix and install and... Uh, all kinds of stuff like that. So we also do like custom solutions. So for people that have a problem that they've gone to other people and they can't really figure out how to uh, solve it, we uh, try to figure out a way to get that to work. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. And we also do like smart home uh, systems. So if you want Siri to control your lights and stuff like that or Alexa, then we can come in and show you, okay, we need need these switches, you need these outlets, and then there you go. That'll work together. Yeah, because it's not, you know, I've got... uh lots of different technology in the house but it, it rarely all kind of works together <laughs> right. super well uh and only i probably can use it all mm-hmm. you know nobody else has the it, it 
there's too many apps and too many yep. things. And it's like, do I say, hey, Google on this one or hey, Alexa or, you know, it's kind of nuts. Right. Yeah. And that, uh, something Apple and Google and Microsoft and a couple other companies are doing uh, this year, they're, they're getting together and they're saying, okay, we need to make something where it's or like a, a, a format where we all can talk together and all devices can communicate with each other. And right now it's too, um, what do you call it? It's, it's too... It's a proprietary yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. And there's too many different services right now and you know, each separate app and it's kind of, um, it's annoying to use. Yeah. And so that needs to be simpler. Yeah. You guys also do um, cut the cut the cable, kind of cut the cord yeah. type of uh, service as well, right? Where you help people figure out how to... I, I wouldn't mind looking at that too because oh, yeah. the amount of money I'm spending with <laughs> uh, with Cox is... It's crazy. It's is, is nuts. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. And it's... And, if you saw the shows that we're watching, it, it would make even more nuts. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you cutting the cord. You're you're like the class. Like when you cut the cord, we know the cable revolution's over because I, I do. You, you have like seven TVs in your house, and I think yeah. aren't they all hooked up to cable? They are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah we, so we have. Uh, Cox thanks you for your oh, business. Yeah. You know, because your really. main box is like twenty five dollars a month, and then each additional box is like eight dollars plus on top of your TV service which is about maybe 100 200 bucks a month yeah it's no, insane it's, it's crazy I, I don't even want to say it <laughs> uh but yeah it's 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 uh i love tvs yeah i, I do i do love tvs I, I would like to have like four more of them if I could <laughs> okay convince my wife of we can help <laughs> yeah. <I'll>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well that'd well, be great she comes home and she's like Oh my God! <laughs> you put up four more TVs. What a, what you basically a... want to live in a sports bar. <laughs> yeah, is what you want. <laughs> I don't. I, I just love it. I love having them on. I love. I love. Uh, I, I, I like. It's like a friend. You know. I, I, I only have just... uh, three TVs in my house. One of which I actually use. Okay. Uh, yeah. I would like to be somewhere between where I am now. And where Paul is, <laughs> but for for me also again, it's it has to do with coordination with my spouse. Okay. So I would like to have a TV in my bedroom. Uh, I think that would be nice. She does not. She doesn't think the bedroom's for TV. Huh. So we don't have a TV in the bedroom. <laughs> wow. That's... Yeah. I mean, I, I I get her justification and reasoning on it. Uh, intellectually, I do. But when you're living with someone. Someone wins in every argument, right? I mean, whether, <laughs> whether you want to say it that way or not, you you, you, you get what you want. And uh, it's not something I've really fought around. It's like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, it's, it's okay. No. Have you guys done any, um, like, his and her TVs in the in the bedroom? No. no, no <laughs> that's a good idea. I'm kind of thinking I about like that. that. Like, like headphones or something to separate right. the audio out? Yeah, maybe? I'll wear the headphones. I don't mind. If, if she wants to to have... The regular sound on. I'm fine with that. Okay. I'll put the headphones on. It's actually quite an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard of that before. I think we could, we could, because she doesn't really listen to my podcast anyway, so we could, we can talk about designing some of this stuff. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you guys are doing a lot of work for people in their homes. Right. right. You said small businesses too, but you know, in the home, there are these dynamics of what each individual in the family wants out of the technology solution and what they can, uh, you know, what they're capable of oh, yes. doing with it. We'll have a lot of clients who are actually they're you know they're well off so they have enough money to spend on you know big TVs and stuff like that and so you know the wife will say okay I want this here and this here and this here and then the husband comes home and like hang on wait I don't want this actually or I want something else here so you know they always have to talk to each other and get, right. you know work things out and we're just sitting there like okay what do you actually <laughs> want 
You're uh, like, hey guys, uh, let us know when you get this figured out. Yeah. Should we step into the other uh, room or? You should get each of their individual contact information and then always send them a written change order saying, exactly. like, you know, per our discussion today, we'll yeah. be installing the TV in the bathroom. Right. You know, and then, like... Which happens. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then someone goes, like, what? I don't want a TV yeah, in the bathroom. The husband's like, what do I need that for? Right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, for I, I'm the husband. I would like a TV in the bathroom. That sounds good to me. You there know? You go. That's a place I've asked, I've asked about putting... I've, I've got a spot that I think would be perfect for it. <laughs> The only thing I like almost as much as TVs are refrigerators. Ah, I love oh, that's refrigerators good. How many of those well. do you have? Um, one outside. <laughs> He's got to count right. them. Three, the thing. Four, yeah. uh, four, four. Four? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we only have two. Two, yeah. yeah. Garage and kitchen. Garage, garage outside, yeah. inside, and upstairs. Okay. Oh, you have an upstairs? You added. You have like a mini bar? In well, your... mini, mini fridge. Mini fridge. Mini bar okay. upstairs. Just a little <laughs> mini fridge. All right. I've got three. So I, I mean, you know. Just for cold water. I think I helped with that addiction though because I had a beverage fridge and then he was observing and coveting my beverage fridge and then he said, "Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's too hard to walk downstairs and get something out of the fridge. Just pull it out." Exactly. I would love a beverage fridge in my upstairs. However, I I want someone to stock it for me because Ah. I I stock all the fridges. That's a job that only the dad will do in my house so you could probably pitch that to amazon actually i shouldn't say that other people do stock our fridges like the family (laughs) does pitch in here and there but i know that the upstairs one that'd be my job and i would be lugging big pallets full of whatever upstairs and uh we we only do the water upstairs i don't put any other drinks oh really Uh, just water just waters yeah but it is a it is a bit of an issue of getting it stocked Mm -hmm. but that's what kids are for (laughs) there you go so So what well, tell me, like, what's been the biggest challenge in uh, getting your business uh, off the ground and, and building your client base? Well, I, th- I think it's been reaching out to different people. Um, that hasn't been a problem. Uh, we've, a lot of our you know, jobs are word of mouth, and so other people will recommend us, and they'll come in, and um, they'll say, hey, we know these guys, and we'll come in and, and set up their stuff or work on their things. But once in a while, like, we'll have eight job or eight calls in one day uh, and then we'll be filled up for the whole entire month or we'll have you know a couple weeks where no one calls us and so it's kind of you know we need to create like a a, a flow of, of jobs right I don't know if you can add anything to that <laughs> well yeah just like um, you know in any self-run business you know business is never guaranteed so you know you, we have some months that are ridiculously busy and then other months well it's like we got a lot of free time um, so the, the biggest struggle is trying to, to find that balance and to, um, cause when people get new technology, they want it today, you know, if they buy their TV, they want to see their new TV. So, um, you know, trying to balance that skeleton enough that works for both of our schooling and our, our work lives. You, you know, guys need a newsletter. <laughs> like if you yeah. have all your clients, uh, email addresses, then like, uh, once a couple, every couple of weeks or so you could send a newsletter out and just be like, check out this latest cool tech, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and you just, you know, maybe do a little short video on YouTube you could do or just a little right. description about some new cool, you know, home tech. And then say, hey, if you want a system like this, don't forget to give us a call or whatever. And then whenever you've got a slow time, you can like punch out the newsletter. That's true. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a, free, that's a free business tip. <laughs> Thank <right>? you. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to charge for it. That's a great idea, Jeffrey. 
Dude, these days there's a lot of great ways to drum up business. But yeah. then you're kind of staying in contact, right, with the mm-hmm. with the with your with your clients, and then it's like, oh, then they remind. It kind of reminds them of a, if they've got a friend, they can say, hey, I know I know Adam Adam Tech can take care of that for you, and forward the newsletter right over to them, and go here's. Yeah, a lot of guys on a lot of folks on the internet right now um, that are doing similar kinds of businesses, but a lot of times they'll be specialized in something like they might do VoIP soft phones, or they might do just like routers and switches or whatever for small businesses, they will do little YouTube videos. Sometimes they're just unboxing, but typically it's like setup of a new component. So, um, you know, Ubiquity comes out with a new switch. They'll get one, they'll set it up, and people will watch the video because they want to see the new device or whatever, but it also drums up. They use it as a way to drum up business, right? It's basically like a funnel for new business because then people go like, well, you know, gee, I saw so and so set up that you know ubiquity switch, and I really want one of those. Maybe they'll set it up for me, you know. So there's a lot of great ways uh, to do that for the kind of business you guys have going today. And we kind of have started kind of our own YouTube channel. Um, I think we need to put more effort into it to get it going, and actually just find the time to do it aside from school and then just the regular jobs. But we we've, we've started. Um, it's it's called Adium Tech on YouTube, and um, you know we have about six videos up right now. And we have a lot of videos that we're making, but we need to find the time to edit them and actually put them yeah. up. Um, so, you know, one video you're working on is we just did a job um, where we installed a, a, a TV and a pool house for a client. And um, it's totally custom. And Jacob, you could probably go into it more. But um, we just took out our phone, started filming different clips of what we're doing. And um, we need to put that together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a pool house that's um, actually here in La Mesa. There used to be horse ranchers here in La Mesa. And um, so this property is like ginormous compared to all the properties around it. Um, so there's a house behind the house, and it's a couple hundred yards away. And it's right next to their pool, and so they wanted Wi-Fi out by their pool. Um, so somehow we had to figure out how we're going to get internet from their main house when they already have their backyards completely done. So it's not like we can run a wire underground. We can't mm-hmm. run a wire above ground because they don't want to see it. Um, you know, they don't. Well, we can't do point to point because there's trees in the way. So somehow we got to figure out how we're going to get internet from point A to point B. So we actually ended up using a coaxial cable that they had underground with mocha adapters on the end to get internet from their house down there. Um, but it was an old barn style house that's like completely open. And so we actually ended up roof mounting the TV with a long pole mount and it can like sw- swing 360 degrees. Nice. Um, cause it's more of like their party room than a guest house. Um, <laughs> And they have like their bar and stuff in there. So whenever they're hosting parties, they can do that. But we also had to install a full networking panel in there to house all the equipment because since it is a more substantial build, there's a lot more equipment to house like the mocha adapters, the routers. Um, we There's also streaming down there. So we put in an Apple TV. And it was just a where we documented that entire process and we're hoping to, to get that video out soon. That sounds like a great job to, to document. Right. Yeah. What's what sort of been your your favorite project over the last, let's say, year? Um, I'll go first. My favorite project this year has actually, or last year, excuse me, um, has been, well, we'll come into someone's house when they're like just down to the studs and, you know, they don't know, they don't really know what they want. They, they just know, okay, we need TVs over here. We want, you know, Ethernet in every room and um, we want, you know, really good Wi-Fi and we want fast Internet. And so we'll come in and say, okay, here's where we can put a, a jack here, here, and here. And um, we can wire up, you know, the routers pre- beforehand, drill the holes, 
Um, and usually, you know, your, your favorite job would be something that's a little bit easier to do, but this is actually more hands-on, uh, almost like contractor work, uh, something that I don't want to do forever, but, um, it's, it's fun to go in there and, you know, tell them, you know, this is what you need. Um, we'll set it all up. And then, so phase one, we'll come in, run all the wires, then the drywall goes up and then phase two, we'll come in and then put all the cover plates in, then phase three, we'll come in and then wire up all the actual equipment. And that's the fun part. Nice. And so then, you get to see it from kind of the full start to finish. Right. Then and help, right. You know, you're not, you're not trying to work around maybe, uh, you know, issues and all that. You're kind of, right. Say, yeah. Hey, if there's a, is... if there's a problem with the contractor, you know, we'll, we'll just hold off until they got that situated. Right. Like, I really wish there was power right there. You know, right. it's like, Ooh, we don't have power there. So, right. And yeah. we're not, you know, electricians. So, you know, we only do like low voltage work. So you know, Ethernet and stuff like that. So we'll say, okay, we need an outlet right here. Right. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. How about you, Jacob? What do you? Um, we've built a couple of pretty cool computers over the last year. Um, you know, which is the the whole point that we got into this is because we like technology. So you know, doing the more hands-on work like running cables and stuff is not necessarily what we enjoy doing the most. We more enjoy the actual you know using the technology, setting it up, going to somebody's house, and seeing that they have a more expensive TV than we have. So at least we could <laughs> do experience it for a little bit. Um, nice. so, but building computers is something that we've been doing for a long time. Um, so whenever we get the opportunity to build somebody a computer because they want a game or because they want to use it for whatever their reason is, you know, we get the, to source the parts and, you know, buy them and put it all together. So those are usually pretty fun. Nice. Very cool. You mentioned college and do you guys have a, other day jobs as well? This is, is this pretty much like, are you doing this? This full, is it. Yeah. More? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. I'm. We're both in college. I actually go uh, through a program through Point Loma uh, Nazarene, where um, you know I'm getting my degree through them. Um, but I, my actual classes are at Grossmont uh, weekly, uh, every night, or one night a week. And um, basically, it's a program where I can get you know certifications in like uh, networking, security plus, A plus, stuff like that. Um, and then I can get ready for you know a job or or whatever. Have that you know behind my belt or under my belt. And let's see here, it's it's. It's just been a more accelerated program where Jacob, he is at San Diego State, and what you're doing computer science. Right. So I'm at San Diego State for computer science. Um, my, where our degrees are, are like totally different, and that mine's much more towards the development side of things and software development. Right. Um, and his is much more oriented towards information technology. So I end up taking a lot of development classes and programming. Um, like this year, I'm taking a computer architecture class. Um, 3D game design. Um, I'm taking an ethics and computer science class, which is actually pretty interesting. And yeah, so we're just on like completely different career paths, but both within the broad spectrum of technology. Right. Yeah. So he, he's more software based and I'm more hardware based. And that, that's kind of where we, we take off from each end on an experience. Yeah. Well, that's a great combo to have as yeah. a, mm -hmm. you know, business partners. And um, actually we, the, one of the guests we were just chatting with before you guys was uh, uh, does third-party support for um, uh, open source uh, Postgres databases. So okay. we're kind of chatting about some of the some of the issues around IT and support and and uh, that whole fun world. So uh, and I think Jeffrey has a degree from a couple of degrees from San Diego State. Yeah, you know, you just you sort of <laughs> you get one, you end up with uh, two sometimes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah mine's in uh, uh, business administration, uh, information decision systems. Okay. Okay. So also sort of a more IT related thing, but I think you know you find the 
the college degree is a little more on the theory and that kind of stuff, whereas the certification path is is a lot more hands on and it's Definitely. about stuff you mm-hmm. can you know skills and things you can do now. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so you guys are you've got a great balance, and it's great as a computer science major that you're actually getting some hands on experience. Uh, because when I was at San Diego State as a business major, I worked in the computer lab, and a lot of times I was helping out computer science majors with their programming assignments. Ah, okay. And a lot of times they didn't really have a lot of practical computer experience. They just right. sort of like came to college. I want to study computers. I don't know anything about them. You know, I'm just sort of good at math or whatever. <laughs> and I felt bad for those folks because I think uh, IT and and computers still is a field that to successfully enter it, you need to have some kind of practical experience before you get to the job you can't just come in with uh you know understanding like you know login and all these that are mathematical theorems or whatever you you have to actually know how to open up a an editor and and code something or you have to know how to plug something in and having the practical experience to back up the degrees is, right. is really important it's a lot easier to be a, a nerd or a geek and then come into the this field than it is to just you know out of the blue out of high school yeah, well, when Paul and I started, it wasn't really common for uh, computer folks to even have a degree. A lot, a lot did not, uh, and, and that they, didn't change anything because they had a lot of practical experience. Mm-hmm. Like some of the smartest people I knew had degrees in like theater and and mm-hmm. all kinds of random stuff that was nothing to do with tech, right. and they ended up being uh, pretty brilliant. Just, yeah, just last at you know we were at CES this last uh, last month or this month still January. And um, we got to meet some YouTubers, and I, you know, I asked them, you know, what did you do, or what what degree did you get it? And um, they said, well, I, I just did, you know, art, or I was a writer, or I was, um, you know, something completely different from what they do now. And from a lot of people I talked to, even in the um, tech journalism world, you know, they do, they did, they got their degree in something totally different than um, what you know they're they're doing now. Yeah. yeah speaking of C- CES, what what was the kind of coolest thing that you saw? So it was our second year, yeah. Um, and we last well the first year we did it for a whole week, and that was a big mistake. Um, <laughs> that, oh, last year, you last did a year, full, a yeah, full week. full full week, and that was uh, tiring. You know, we, we we didn't really know what we were getting into. We didn't even know where everything was. So we just walked around, kind of figure out, okay, where's everything? You know, we didn't realize you had to have specific badges to get into certain suites and stuff like that. You know, we were just walking in, talking to people, yeah. And you know, it it works out in the end. This year we only did it for two days, and uh, we still were tired. But um, we, you know, we got to meet a lot of awesome people and got some insight and, and some numbers to, to call people. Yes, yeah. nice. uh, one of the coolest technologies that I saw is I'm really into to makers and so uh, 3D printing and that kind of stuff. Huh. Um, I actually have two 3D printers of myself, so it takes up a lot of my time just tinkering with them, and um, they're all open source, so it's super fun to play with. But um, they're making a lot more printers nowadays that can. Uh, function as also CNC routers or laser engravers. So they have interchangeable components. So you're taking basically something that conceptually is the same thing. You know, you have three axes that can move and you're either adding, you know, stuff or you're taking away stuff mm-hmm. um, and just changing the head to be able to achieve multiple things is pretty cool. I think, yeah, I think my favorite thing this year at CES, and it was actually released last year, and LG has kind of refined this, the LG rollable display. It's their TVs, their organic LED OLED displays, and then they like roll up like a garage door into this um, base like a TV console. So they have the surround sound built in, the sound bar built in, and it'll just roll up in into itself. So you can have it maybe a few inches off the ground, get pertinent information like weather and 
music playing or you can just hide it completely if you have it in front of a window. It's just kind of mind-boggling to see you know, a, a TV that's brighter than TVs we have now just kind of hide away into its own uh, shell. Very cool. I, I think I saw some fold, like some foldable uh, phones or something right. that you guys mm-hmm. were looking at too. That, that seems to pretty... be the next big thing, and I'm still not sure about it. <laughs> but I think uh, I, last year it was Royale. It was the company. I think it's a Chinese company. They came out with the Flex Pi. And it's just a device that, you know, you fold in half like a book and, um, you, you know, it, it's an organic LED plastic display. And then, you know, Samsung has come out with their, you know, foldable phone as well. And um, that, that's been, it's, it's kind of interesting because they had a rough start and they had to go back and redo it, reprototype it. And, and then they came back out in the market again and say, okay, we fixed all the issues. No sand getting under the display, cracking the screen, stuff like that. Right. Um, so it still has a lot of work. Uh, companies still have a lot of work ahead of them to get foldable uh technology you know working yeah yeah oh that's cool um and then um you guys hitting any other conferences this year not that that we have planned no no we're just kind of going with the flow at this point yeah yeah we we will hopefully we go to something called ltx which is is more like an expo um we love this youtube channel called linus tech tips and his name is Linus Sebastian, and so he'll make you know tech videos on the internet uh, for YouTube. And he's made this whole company and this whole gathering. He has like 10 million um, subscribers now on YouTube, so he has this huge following all around the world. And it's actually located in Vancouver, Canada. And so for the this will be our third time in a row uh, if we go this year, uh, where we'll go up and they they rent out the whole entire Vancouver Convention Center. And um, it's just a really cool experience to meet other YouTubers, meet other fans, you know, they're like-minded, and just take a lot of photos and, and actually talk to all the employees he has working for them, the editors and makers and stuff like that. So wow. that's another uh, expo convention that I think we'll go to. But other than that, nice. nothing else planned. I, kind of this happened this week. I thought I'd ask you about it. Did you, you, I'm sure you guys uh, follow the whole Sonos uh thing that came yes. out right like on monday they i think it was monday they said you know we're ending support for right all these devices i think some of the devices i looked i actually bought them two years ago i think they okay. were only two years old that were on the end they're they were on the list of end of support so they ended. were made in like 2009 or something and well that's what i'm trying to figure out is there no if they've been sitting on the shelf since then or they weren't. They're not from two thousand nine. I don't think. Which which ones were? What what model were they? It's the white ones, right? They're are they play fives? Are they you know are they speakers or are they? They uh, were the they were I the amps. They were no. They're like the small speakers, like the one. Is it the, yeah. The one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My understanding of it was is it was because the AirPlay two came out, which allows you to you know from your iPhone cast to multiple. Um, speakers throughout your house so you can play instead of just in one room you can play them in multiple rooms or instead of just a one sonos amp you can do to all your sonos amps right and there are certain speakers that are older that just aren't compatible with that technology so they're trying moving forward to make everything as compatible as possible and sometimes the hardware just can't live up to that standard well jeff and i were having this kind of discussion about what sort of the you have you have a company that has been supporting this stuff and all of a sudden it's like oh you know we're not we're not providing updates anymore and we kind of had this whole discussion around like what's the what's the right way to handle that and well you, you know, know sonos saying. is interesting because they've been around for um you know i don't know something like 13 15 years and they've never ended support for one of their audio components before 
Okay. So if you have an audio component that you bought, you know, 15 years ago, it still works with all the new music sources. Everything essentially still works. So I think part of the outrage was because that had just never been done before. Uh, and they'd always been very good about continuing to support stuff. So people built this trust of it. And if you look on eBay, for instance, you can buy these old you know, ZP90 and ZP100 speakers that were made well over 10 years ago, and they sell for almost the same price as a brand new uh, Connect would. Now, now that they have the amp, which is a different form factor and has different capabilities, those sell for more. But right. you know, the, the resale value on them was incredible. And uh, for them to just come out and say like, hey, this whole set of products we're just going to basically uh, no longer support come in May was very disturbing to everyone. Also, because I think we know how it works is that they were saying, essentially, we're not going to fork our code. We've got one version of code and it's going to not work on these old devices come May. The problem is if any of the music services change one bit in how their API is consumed, Sonos has to release an update to fix that and so the anticipation was you know apple music or spotify or you know one of the music services which you use the whole point of using sonos for would would go away and your whole uh system is linked together so even if you only had one component that was uh legacy your whole system would not upgrade and then you couldn't play let's say apple music or whatever so uh, there was a lot of outrage over it um and then they kind of backtracked on it and they sent a good message, although I, it'll be interesting to see what the actual result is, because mm-hmm. I still think they're going to be moving forward with some version of, um, you know, limited support for those devices. So we'll just have to see what what happens there. I have a feeling they're they're coming out with something completely different or something that's just way more advanced. You know, um, like Apple's HomePod basically has an A8 processor in it, which was in the iPhone um, six or six S, and so you know plenty of power for a speaker that doesn't need that much power. Um, and I think they're, they're kind of doing that in that direction where they are, you know, putting in a lot of really powerful processors and, and a lot of Ram and uh, more you know, newer Wi-Fi technologies like five gigahertz and Wi-Fi six into, you know, the, the Sonos amps and the Sonos speakers themselves. And so I think they, you know, decide, okay, you know, we need to cut these off if we want to, you know, bring out these updates and not have to, yeah, have a team on old old tech to you know kind of you know, fix the obsolescence thing um so you know they'll just uh, end up cutting it off and do you guys do much work with uh with sonos we've started off more with the amps so people want whole home audio um, we'll set up the different amps in different rooms other than that um, we haven't really messed with the individual speakers that much other than the ones that people get with the built-in Alexa or something like that, and we'll set it up for them. But um, other than that, um, AirPlay and then using an Apple TV with different older uh, ampli- amplifiers and preamps and things built into their TVs and connected to their TVs, we'll deal with that more than, than Sonos. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of installers like you guys were very pissed about the uh, announcement because Sometimes, you know, there's people that have uh, they've done installations in, in really large houses, you know, five, right. six, seven thousand square feet, and they sold them 20 or 30 amps. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times those installers, I don't know if this is how you guys do it, but sometimes the installers buy the equipment themselves and resell it potentially with a markup to the customer. That's pretty normal, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, now to find out the customer's whole environment is going to stop working, 
but they get a 30% discount on the new, <laughs> on a replacement <laughs> part. Yeah. A lot of installers were just like, this is not, you, you can't, you can't do this. Right. And unfortunately, Sonos is one of the very few companies that has the technology good enough to do whole home audio installations that works seamlessly because it can get very complicated when you want, when you have, you know, a ginormous house that's multiple stories and you want whole home audio. Um, there can be a lot of buttons you have to push to make things work. And your average homeowner wants something where they can just go on their phone, tap one or two buttons and get everything to work. And Sonos has figured that out. Yeah. Well, what's, yeah. I, I think what's kind of interesting is that they don't really have an installer channel. And most mm-hmm. of the vendors that ah, do yeah. sell home, 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 whole home audio are installer channel only. Like mm-hmm. end consumers can't even buy the product on their own. Right. And, and Sonos started from the other side. They started from the consumer side. Mm-hmm. So they don't they don't really have an installer channel, but they've ended up picking up a huge installer base for exactly the reason you mentioned is right. that it's yeah. it's so easy. And I, I think the great part about it is that you could have all those amps installed, but then if you decide that you want to have a speaker in this other room you never planned for, they don't have to call you guys out to go wire it and everything. They can mm-hmm. just buy a speaker, press two buttons, and it's all it's joined and it works just the same as their whole exactly. home. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part about it. Um, and I don't think any of the other whole home systems really have that kind of a capability to go wireless and wired. Right. And, you know, all that stuff. Not to the full quality and the extent that Sonos is doing. I know Amazon is trying to do stuff with their Echo speakers, but you know it's not the same. You know, they're they're totally on a whole different, whole other level. You also have to pay a premium though for those speakers. Obviously, Sonos isn't a cheap brand. No, uh, true. So it is one of the few things that like everybody is able to use in my house, though. Mm-hmm. You know, very easily. Which is which is nice. It is, it is. <laughs> we'll end on a real peaceful note. A- anything else, guys? That that uh, we we didn't bring up that you want to mention? Let's see. Well, when we cut the cord, I want to jump back into yeah. that. You know, we we'll come in and we'll you know re- you know assess the situation. And say okay, people. A lot of people don't realize that they have trouble with their home internet or they have issues and they just deal with it. And so there's so many households in, in the world where the internet just sucks and then they just grind their teeth and say, okay, that's just a problem with their provider. Um, but we'll come in, we'll, we'll assess the wiring, we'll assess the router, and we'll, we'll upgrade them to Eero, which is a router we recommend, and then we'll upgrade them to an Apple TV. And we only recommend Apple TV for streaming because it's just a all around really good platform. And um, we'll sign them up with an app uh, with uh, Hulu, for example, Hulu with live TV, um, and they end up paying only you know, 80, 80 bucks a month for everything, um, which isn't bad because they're they've been paying four hundred dollars, three hundred, four hundred dollars a month for a cable uh, TV or Direct TV, and so we'll come in, we'll assess the situation, set it all up for them, and uh, people are, are a lot happier with, with, with streaming, even if it doesn't save them money. They're they're offered a more premium experience. And so we, that's something that we're trying to push. Um, yeah, one of the things that people don't often realize is that your cable box at an absolute max might output at 1080p. Most of the time it's 720p, if not even 480. Um, so you buy this fancy 4K TV just to turn around and watch your news in a very poor quality. So then you upgrade to something like an Apple TV 4K that can actually output content at the, the rate that you're looking to. And they, I mean, they, they honestly just sit there and watch the screensavers because they're so in <laughs> awe of how awesome they look on their fancy TV. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, when trips and things, and we'll use Airbnb, and like the first thing I do usually is fix their TV setup. Like yes. I'll go into someone's house. <laughs> That's me. I'll turn All on the, the TV and I'll go, oh my God, 
it's it's on like they've got it hooked up all wonky they're right. not even using hdmi yeah i'll just fix that because i'm like i can't stay here for three days and watch this crap exactly you know and so it's like i always leave i'm like i leave it better than i found it i'm like hey i fixed your you know your your, <laughs> right. your, your system was all jacked up they didn't even know yeah yeah i did that for a while but i've i've evolved do you do you want to know like the tip tip of the day you, hmm. what, you bring your own rig buy a roku stick Right. Because you can put the Roku stick and it's remote. Like, it, I mean, it's so small. It's really small. Uh, it's smaller than one of our microphones. And almost every TV these days has an HDMI input. So then all you got to do is plug that bad boy in. It, it, it powers itself off USB, which a lot of TVs have that too. But if not, you can just, you know, you just get a little power cable plugged into USB. Right. You've got your remote control. And then all your services that you normally use are good to go. You just have to hook up the internet. As long as there's good internet... Uh, it's good, and uh, like I just went to a hotel for a few days, plugged in my Roku, and uh, I didn't even see the hotel TV. Don't know, don't know what they had <laughs> on there. Doesn't matter because I had my own TV. Why did I go to a hotel room and watch TV? That's a different <laughs> question. That's a different podcast. That's a different yeah. podcast. But my tip for today: bring your own streaming stick. Right. That's a good, that's we a good recommend tip. the Apple TVs um, over like the um, Roku's or the Amazon Fire TVs, simply because of the hardware inside. Um, you know, the, the Roku sticks and the Fire TVs are much cheaper than Apple TVs because the 4Ks go for like $179, so they're much more expensive. But um, you don't run into any of the loading issues, you know, the buffering, just sitting there waiting for them to connect to the internet, and their user interfaces are often much better. Um, so but for something like cheap where you just go into the, you know, the hotel or to an Airbnb and you want something small and compact that you can take with you, you know, a Roku or Fire Stick is, you know, completely fine. But when we install stuff in people's houses, we often recommend to, you know, put out the money and to buy the good hardware because it's going to pay off in the long run. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Solid mm-hmm. advice. And I'll bring an Apple TV in my luggage and TSA will look at it and I go, what is this? <laughs> so that, that's me. You're like, I, I need my 4K uh, yeah, exactly. on, the, on the road. <laughs> you you um, should have seen when Paul and I traveled with all of this on an airplane. Right? <laughs> we, we traveled with quite a rig. Um, actually, it was this mobile rig right, okay. right here. But, That's pretty compact, actually. Yeah, this is pretty cool. This thing, uh, this little Zoom handheld, and you can... We actually recorded in an airport uh, bar once, okay. and the audio was fantastic, just with this uh, little microphone on the outside there. So We, we actually did set up a couple of our condenser mics. Did too. we do that, too? Yeah, we, we, okay. we tried the whole thing out, yeah. so... Yeah. But anyways, a- anyways, I, I wanted to... Uh, I'm really happy you guys came on today, and uh, appreciate you kind of going through the whole evolution of the company and, and what you guys are doing. It's really, really uh, cool to see. I'm going to be a big supporter of it. And uh, I will, uh, I think I have a couple projects we'll, we'll talk about. And, um, but yeah, no, I'd love to have you guys back and, and we can. Uh, yeah. Happy we'll, to be here. Yeah. yeah. I'll, if you get me started talking about Apple or, or Tesla, I'll, I'll go for hours. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could definitely, uh, we could do a Tesla talk sometime as well. Oh yes. We, uh, Jeff and I, uh, talk about that all the time so uh anyways thank you jacob thank you daniel and um jeffrey thank you always any, any closing thoughts you're, you're welcome and <laughs> <laughs> it was great meeting you guys yeah, I, I wish you guys all the best all right yeah, it's great being here thank you so much perfect yeah, thank, thank you. you for having us all right